How do you feel over there, Taylor? How do you feel about yourself? It's a great day to be alive, you Sliwa. You feel good? Oh, yeah. Got chilly again. I put the... Uh... It's not itching anymore? No, it was itching. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it was itching here. It was itching back here. I'm like, I don't know where this thing is. Did been. you have it off? Yeah, I had it off. Oh, I like the last hour. Trev, you don't pay attention. I, I, I'm, I'm, you know how they say, like when you've been in a marriage a long time, you start to look like each other. I, I think maybe we're entering that entire phase where I just have, I stopped paying attention. I, right? I just put it back on right now. Just put it back on. So it's what was the moment? Right when was the moment you knew last night that you're gonna have to be donning that jersey? Okay, so first quarter, um, they go up double digits. I think they're up like 11 at the end of the first quarter. I'm not kidding. Just completely honest. Lakers need a win. They got the schedule that T-Raj, we were talking about a little bit earlier, right? It's a tough schedule coming up. Oh, yeah. And Sabonis is not playing. I'm feeling good. Cody's sitting right next to me at the game. He's doing their social stuff. As the game progresses, I'm like cursing to myself, right? I'm cursing in front of... You're in an area. It's not like I'm a fan where I could get up. There was a dude behind us, a Kings fan, that every time Patrick Beverly would take a three, be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Well, I don't need this right now. Okay, you be oh, that was uh, a great seat. He's on our team. I, I just hear that, like as the the lead just started diminishing and everything else. There's something really like deeply, it's pretty funny actually, deeply unsatisfying, borderline hurtful of when you're in your building, right, your stadium, your arena, your rank, whatever it is, and the visiting team knows they've got you on the ropes. Oh, so, it it sucks no. so much because what are you going to do? Okay. Right? There's there's really nothing when when Patrick Beverly keeps jacking up shots and the guy's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I kind of – Shoot it, Russ. You. Shoot we're, it. We're on I the same spot. I wouldn't – I mean, it, it's and, it, and you start noticing – like you start looking for those people, right? Because it's the predominantly, obviously, there's going to be a ton of Laker fans. So when they're quiet and sitting down – and then somebody, somebody, you just hear somebody, oh, hell no. I'm like, okay, now who the hell was that? I want to see what he looks like. What is he wearing? There was a lady sitting front row. I don't know if you saw her. She's sitting front row, like center court. And when the light, the beam was going on, when I was like kind of putting the pieces together, she was just standing up by herself, center court like this. Oh, you mean this? <laughs> Yes, That's Taylor. Loud, That's man. That's loud. That's really loud. There, by the way, I, I didn't notice. Were there a lot of, like when when that was going on? Were you looking around like, wow, there's a lot of Kings fans here? I I, I only saw a few behind me. The guy that didn't fist bump me was one of them. Uh, <laughs> I was surrounded by Lakers fans. They were saying that you know Sacramento's the reject team in California that they don't belong. How geared up were you? During that moment? No, no, no. Like with your Did you get jersey, uh, jersey you hat. Have, like where oh, you geared up? Yeah. Uh, just t-shirt and hat. Yeah. Okay. So I don't, I don't usually wear the jerseys out. I did that more when I was little, but um. But you were you were easily Sula. identifiable as a Kings fan. Oh yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't he didn't dap you up. I guess it, I don't look the part. I don't know. That's amazing. It's so random. That's like when you embrace the most. With when I went to the Padre Dodger game at Dodger Stadium playoff, when you saw a Padre fan, it was like my brother. Right, and then and that was in the storm, and then right? you wouldn't see them anymore for another like fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> well, but it sounds like there were plenty. Like, honestly, that no, was loud. No, no, that is loud. No BS. That's from last night's game. That light the beam. No, this one. I have a different one. Yeah, I was playing the. <laughs> I, <laughs> not of, uh, it was too loud. It I was, was going to say that sounded like the whole arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, I we're we're idiots you. because there were drums too. Like it would be as I, if they're at a home game. I 
kind of the first time I heard it, I'm like, that sounds too loud. It sounds too like that's not a but couple here, of the, dozen. Here's a crypto one. It's not too far. Does. It's not too far off here. Win here against the Lakers. Moves the Kings up into third in the Just no drums. It's loud. It's still loud. Yeah, it's loud. But there is no home loud, you know, this, that. Yeah. We cracked the case, Al. We cracked, we cracked the case. This guy Fugazi does. Well, I just, He's got I, good ears. When I, when I heard it the second time, I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I don't think so. I need I need everything twice. This is just my stock sound. You know, I play throughout the year. What is the opposite of Mamba mentality? The answer, Travis mentality. That's from Tim in the OC. <laughs> Pretty much. If it gets hard, just quit. Give up, right? Just move on to the next thing. Find something that you're better at. They put uh, on social what what some advice people would give me for my pickleball career that now that it's officially started. And I wrote, I said, a perfectly fine answer is quit. Just don't don't bother to get started. I, I walked like, to the bathroom. I feel like the you're into there. it. You're into it. I had a really good time yesterday. I really did. It was it was super fun. I enjoyed it a great deal, but. I finally got out of my seat for the first time since we started the show. So I've been sitting here for two hours or so and finally stood up. Oh my gosh. Felt it. Oh, I I was I don't I've got it timed out pretty good. When I get out of the seat, walk to the men's room, yeah. use the bathroom, walk back, sit in the seat right as the segment starts. You needed a little extra time. It's like twenty five seconds behind today. It just I'm not moving super great because I exercised very moderately for an hour it was it was i don't know if, if, if a walk is like the lowest impact of exercise there is good exercise but low impact this was like a walk plus <laughs> it, it's a it's a slightly elevated thing of a walk um we talked about sc schedule yesterday out yeah. they have really no difficult games out of their first six they probably should run the table and then in their final six, there are five games that I think you can look at and say, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. you got Notre Dame, Utah, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA. The only game in the second half that's a challenge, is, it is not a challenge, I think, is Cal. Everything else is difficult. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have their hands full down the stretch. What neither one of us mentioned yesterday, and it's, I think, an incredibly important part of this, this is their last season in the Pac-12 before they go to where the path is going to be harder every single season. That I we'll, we'll see how they break up the divisions, but there is not a Michigan in the Pac-10 or Pac-12. There is not an Ohio State in the Pac-12. I, I think an Oregon, Wisconsin is kind of a comparable thing. The, Penn State Penn demolished State, Utah. Penn, they, they did right, they, but just I, Penn I'm not, State kind of fluctuates a little which bit, which is fair, but. Penn State took out For the sure. squad that took out SC no twice. No doubt. But then you could also say Oregon beat Ohio State two years ago. It's They're a bit of an aberration. But just generally speaking, Ohio State, Michigan, you haven't played teams like this in conference yeah. over and over and over again. Now you're going to. That next level of teams, the Wisconsin's, the Penn State's, the Michigan State's occasionally, these teams that are very rarely bad and occasionally quite good, you have a few of those. you got a Washington. you got an Oregon. But the the back half of it, your Oregon states, your Washington states, there's still an Indiana and there's a Rutgers. Rutgers. Sure. That middle and top, you haven't messed with this in a long time. Well, here's a key, too. You know, these programs also really care about football. So even if a Wisconsin is sitting at um, four and five. Let's just say they're four and five through nine games or whatever the case is. You don't think Wisconsin football, they get to welcome in USC into their place. These are programs that also care. Don't even pay attention to the record. Even if a school is four and five, 
when you go to Wisconsin, they care about their college football. Those places are not going to be the equivalent of when you went to Arizona. No. When you went to Cal or you went to some of those other schools, they're really passionate about it. By the time they get there into the Big Ten, is the college football now expanded to... Is that time up exactly? It, it, it either times up exactly or the expanded or playoff year. is one year beyond okay. that. I think it's that. I think that's it's the, one year beyond that. That's the only thing that could work in alignment with this, right? For, for sure. That you can get. There will be more seats at the table and your resume will be better. And, and by the way, USC, if they do it the way that they're supposed to do it, will have a better team next year than they did this year. Mm-hmm. They will use the success of this season to go get really good players. Yeah. They will use the opportunities that come along with being in the Big Ten, like you're talking about. We're going to play at Ohio State. We're going to play at Michigan. We're going to play at Wisconsin. All of these things to strengthen their roster along the way. And you will have, with eight teams available, you can stub your toe once or twice and still get in, sure. which is which is a really important factor in all of this. But in this format, this is their last really good chance to have Colorado, Washington State, Arizona, Arizona State on your schedule. That's a good point. You're, you're going to get your Maryland's and your Rutgers and your you know yeah. your Indiana's, but mm-hmm. that middle is far more difficult. Forget the top. No, the competition it's the, it's is the middle. It's UCLA. We haven't even talked about them. Good luck. Mm-hmm. You're a middle Pac-12 school, mm-hmm. and you're going into a, a division where the middle is much better than the middle you're used to. That could be. That could be a very challenging transition for UCLA. Are you just from a fan perspective? Love it. Are you excited? Because yes. I, I and I've tried. I've tried kind of selling this in my own head. They're going to have weekends, Trav, where UCLA is hosting Michigan, mm-hmm. and I'm not telling you that UCLA is the the big draw. Michigan's coming to town. They're going to have weekends where SC and Ohio State are playing at the Coliseum, or just let's put it the other way. Yeah. USC is traveling to Ohio State. That, those are the ones that I think are interesting. SC, when Michigan, Ohio State comes to SC, it's going to be awesome. This is because it's the UCLA thing. I've been going to UCLA games for a long time. They they could run in the Alabama, and it's not going to be a big deal. Because mm-hmm. the stadium's still going to be half empty. It's going to be all Alabama people, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be empty. You, can't, you only get that, that crackle, that buzz, if both guys are super fired up for it, UCLA fans just don't really roll like that. For basketball, they do, but for football, it's not. It's not really the thing. When Indiana and and Michigan State come to play at Poly Pavilion, sure, absolutely. But the attraction I'm talking about, and even if it's a lot of Penn State fans that traveled because they, yeah. they're going to UCLA, the attraction is just like think for a quick second here. You could have on a Saturday these huge schools coming to LA and then on Sunday you got these NFL squads that are coming you got you know you obviously got your games at SoFi to just go from where they were before SoFi was built before the NFL teams came to what it's going to look like starting next year it's pretty damn special you got to find that piece of paper wherever you wrote down DeMarco's picks because we're doing them next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So, Les Snead, Rams general manager, was talking earlier today. Some good quotes coming out of that that we'll get to in just a little bit. But unfortunately, we're not going to talk a lot of Rams in this segment because I've been home for a minute. By the way, I'm ready. Ready. What do you mean? For it to start again. I am. You good? I just needed a couple weeks. I guess it's only been one week. Yeah. I was going to say, ready for the barbecue. I, well, no, take you, it easy. Let, you can't. <laughs> if I told you go. they got a game coming up in two weeks, you would say, oh, no, that's that's too soon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Uh, give me a month. Yeah, yeah month give me is. the end of February, and I'm going to be fired up and ready to go. Breath of fresh air. By the way, I want to play this when I wake up in the morning, and I want to play it when I'm cooking dinner. I want this music on wherever I go. That can't, that can't be hard best. to do, right? That's got to be easy to do. All right, the divisional round of the playoffs. Al took a big lead in week one. He is the first-round leader after the wild card. He's got 18 points. Um, Light the in, beam. <laughs> right, you should get a beam for your picks. I'm in second with nine. Uh, Taylor's in third with five. And Emily, sorry, but uh, after sharing a portion of the regular season <laughs> title, you're in the basement to start. To start. We they got a ways to go. Back. You got a, a three point lead. Um, we're going to start with you, Al. The first okay. game, we're going to go in order of the games played. We got our four games plus. We got two over unders because we need six every week to make it equitable. Uh, Jacksonville at Kansas City. Kansas City laying nine points. What do you got? Um, all right. I-, I like the Chiefs. Nine is a lot. I'm not that confident in the nine. Um, I think the Jaguars are going to take chances. They got nothing to lose. They're playing with house money. I'll still take the Chiefs, but it's my number two. Casey at number two. Emily. All right. So for everything essentially that Alan just said, uh, nine is a big spread for a, uh, a playoff yeah, game. Um, Second I think, round so playoff game. Mm-hmm. Last time that they played, the spread was 10. It was 27 to 17. And uh, the Jaguars put out all the stops. They had a onside kick to start the game. Oh, yeah. Um, Last time, so I think that the Jaguars are better than we think. I do think they're going to lose, but I think that they cover. So Jaguars are my one, though. Okay, Jags at one for Emily and Taylor. I have Casey winning, but only at my one. Okay, Casey winning only. We're at all one. scared of this game. Um, I'm going to put Kansas City at six, and here's why: Jacksonville was one play away from losing that game by 40 points. Yep, they were one play away from getting demolished by the Chargers. I know it didn't happen like that, and they showed a great amount of resiliency and heart and all those things. They had a terrible first 28 minutes of that game. Mm -hmm. Kansas City is a lot better than the Chargers are. I think they're rested. They're ready. I think Kansas City wins the game, and I think they win it comfortably. All right, you said it. I wasn't listening, so let me throw that out right away here. Give me what we're doing again here. So this is not a 4-3-2-1. It's a six five four three two one. I thought we were only doing that the first week because it was that many games. No, we have to do it. So people are going to come back. Did we against do that you. last year? Yes. We only did four games the first week. We kicked two out and we okay. did four along the way. But weren't we saying? Weren't we saying? Hey, how crazy is this? We have a six point week because it's right. the first time we had a six point week. It is, but you have to. The pounds have to be the same every week. Okay, we are changing the rules as we go. So how are we doing the other two? <laughs> how are we're we doing the do other six two? Six points each week. Okay, Alan. but what are the other two? What are the other two? I already two? said. I know you did. I, like I said in the beginning, I did hey, not pay attention to that portion. You did not read Emily's email this morning either because Emily had the over-unders <sighs> as part of the picks. 
Got the our picks right here on your thing. So just give me how you're doing the other points. I'd like an explanation too. Well, there is no. We we didn't have one. <sighs> yeah, I I did. I did it a minute and a half. We can run it back. Um, <laughs> which is why I said I did not hear that portion because I had no idea we were doing six. We so give them to are me. doing six. We're going to do the four games, okay. and then we will do two over-unders as well because we need six games. We, okay. we need six events each week so that the points are at Now I know. Just so I know, we changed the rules. But and go ahead. We Continue. did change the rules. Mm-hmm. The rules have been the same. We changed the rules last week to add the two extra games. That's the point. You, you yeah. can't just go six. We could just do one game if you'd rather. No, no, no. No, stick with it. I just haven't, I don't have a five and a six yet, but I'll figure okay. that out. Well, it's the over-unders. You can, would you like to repick your Kansas City pick no, now no, that no. you know? No, we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Two extra over-unders. <laughs> Got to change my picks now. <laughs> Second game, Emily, uh, you're going first here. The Giants at Philly. Philly is given a touchdown plus a hook. All right, so um, I think that divisional games uh, obviously tend to be closer. Teams know each other. They don't. These teams don't like each other. Whatever the old cliche is. I think the Eagles have a week off to be able to pound the Giants. I think the Giants barely get in there. Uh, the Lynx hosting E A G L E S Eagles. My four. Eagles at four. Taylor. I have Eagles at four too. Eagles at four as well. This one comes back to me. I'm going to take the Giants because I think the Giants are actually a pretty good football team. Jalen Hurts may or may not be healthy. I don't know, but there's a chance that he's not. Um, seven and a half seems like a lot to me. So I'm going to take the Giants, but I'm going to take them for just one point. It's more of a pick against the Eagles than for the Giants. Out. Kind of lean on this one, too. I think Giants are better than people think. I'll go Giants. This is my four. Ooh, going at four. You know there's a five and a six, right? <laughs> I do now. I do now. All right. Uh, Taylor is going first here. Maybe the best game on the board this weekend. Cincinnati at Buffalo, five and a half points. Buffalo is the favorite. I'm picking the Bengals. I don't know. I just have a feeling, but I'm going to put them at my two. Bengals at two. Bengals getting five and a half, by the way, seems like a lot. Uh, that's. I'm going to take Cincinnati because they kind of messed me up last week. I had them. They won the game, obviously, but they didn't cover against Baltimore. I had them at my six last week. I think they can win, and anytime you have a team that you think can win, plus they're getting five and a half points, I like that bet a lot. I'm going to take Cincinnati at five. Sliwa. Okay, I'll go um, not as confident in this game. I'll go Bengals with my one. I think Bills win the game. I think Bengals hang. They're both really good. Two really, really good I agree, by the way. That's the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I think so too. M. All right, so I had the Bengals too originally. But game plan wise, and because, okay, maybe DeMar Hamlin gets in the field and he, you know, hypes up the crowd. This is the same game. Yes, he's been in the facility all week. Yeah, this is the same game that this would have happened. I think that the Bills are going to play with a lot of emotion, whether or not that's good or bad emotion. I guess I would go with the Bills at my uh, two. Buffalo at two. The last game that we're going to talk about, at least the the winners and losers, I think it's the second best game of the weekend. Sunday, far better than Saturday this time around. Um, This one comes to me first. Dallas at San Francisco. San Francisco is a four-point favorite. Um, I'm going to keep picking. I'm going to pick the team that's won 11 in a row. That seems like a good bet to me. Uh, San Francisco at four. Uh, all in Niners six. Niners at six. I think that's a pretty good pick too. Emily, um, I have uh, so I as you know I don't like the, the Cowboys. The Cowboys are you know persona non grata to me, but they kicked the you know what out of the they bus. look good. Bucks are a bad team. They looked good. So I have the 49ers two, 
but I'm less confident three. 49ers at three. Is that what you said? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 49. It was T-O-O. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa. Yeah. We're going to have to spell things out now on the show. Taylor, what do you got? Niners at five. Niners at five. Everybody's on the Niners. So if you're out there listening, go get your money down on the Cowboys as quickly as you can. It's going to be 31-28. And, and Mars going to hit like a 58-yarder <laughs> to win the whole thing, right? He's going to hit a bomb to break that thing through. All right, Al, you're bat, uh, batting leadoff again. Okay. Over under on Cincinnati and Buffalo is mm-hmm. forty eight and a half. What do you got? I'll go over. I'll go five. You're going over on the five. So you got the San Francisco or excuse me, Cincinnati, Buffalo, and the over. Yep. Okay. At five. Emily. If you uh pick an under, you're a loser who hates fun. So <laughs> I'm gonna go over. Uh six. I'll change my pick. Over at six. So she's got Cincinnati Buffalo. Over Taylor, I'm going. I'm going under. Good for uh, you. We put it at my three. All right, so we got sin. I like how you didn't cave into the buff, pressure there. I like that. Over. Never. Are you under? I'm sorry. I'm also going to go under as well, and I'm going to put it at the two. Last one, Emily. You're batting first. This is my under. Okay, uh, Dallas, San Francisco, 46. Emily, obviously, you love fun, <laughs> so you're going over. All you have left is your five. Yep, Do I over have it right? five. Yep, you got it right. All right, so you got the over on San Francisco, Dallas, and Taylor. I'm going over as well at my six. Over at six with San Francisco, Dallas, and it's up to me. I'm going to take the under as well. I'm going to go double no fun and take the under San Francisco, Dallas. Under at three, Al. You went first, and now you go last. Let's go three over. Three over for San Francisco and Dallas. What So... The NFL isn't really like college football so much in the sense it, it just and I'm, this is completely anecdotal. I'm just kind of making this up as I go along. I feel like NFL playoff games are more defensive oriented. That you that it's late in the season, the weather's bad. That you get all of these things where you've had a lot of time to prepare for these things. That the numbers tend to get a little bit lower and the spreads tend to get a little bit tighter. Oh, you could sweep these points. The the over under, I and I'm you know we get all locked into how we were doing the other ones. Over-under is kind of new for me. You could definitely sleep. I'm I'm looking more at what these squads put up last week, but that has no relation to what they're going to do this week. I think that the Bills-Bengals, because they're both high-scoring offense, they're, it's going to be like a, a, a 27-24. It's going to be like a 31-30. Because... Um, the Jags, the Jags and Chargers was a high-scoring game. The Chiefs, no, no, Chiefs 27-24 seems very reasonable. The 49ers mm-hmm. um, game, they scored forty. Like this, these are teams that are going to put up points. I think it's just the spread might be closer. Okay, just so you know, which is why Vegas will make a lot of money because everyone went over. The over is the more popular bet, yeah. right? It's supposed to be thirty this degrees and snowing. On Sunday, but the Bengals also play in cold weather too. Cincinnati's cold. I'm not saying that they, it just changes the game plan. It yeah, does you're, you're less likely to get a 48 to 42 game in the snow. I mean, again, that's I'm relying anecdotal. on cold hands and fumbles. <laughs> running back, a scoop and also, scores, if the Bills are going to win, and they're going to win by scoring a lot of points. Okay, am I so speaking of scoop and score? Am I the only one on this island? Everybody was killing. Al Michaels for his call, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy for their call in the Jacksonville Charger game, that it was super low energy. And Tony Dungy's just a low energy guy, so yeah. I get that. I thought Al was still Al. I thought Al's, Al's always great. He, I think I'm alone in this, but I thought he was terrific. So uh, Sedano agrees with you. He th- had a whole rant about it. Yeah. So I, I'll be completely honest, I noticed it. Did you and really? I don't usually notice that. I notice Dungy 100%. Oh, yeah, that's... It, it, yes. that, that was... And sometimes... 
do you agree with this? If Tony Romo is sitting with Al Michaels, I think you feed off of whatever energy that other person is. No doubt. And Tony Junji just doesn't, that's not his personality, he didn't have that energy. I don't usually, if I notice something like that, then it's off. I did notice it in that game. Yeah, I was getting on my nerves though lately because he's like ah, a lot. Like he's he's got like weird animated things. And he steps on Nance all the time. That's it's, my favorite it's getting, duo. It's getting on my it's getting on my nerves. They're Romo my favorite duo. Yeah, no question about Romo's it. Fun. R- Romo's fun. Romo's fun. I I love. You Nance could put too. Al Nance Michaels with a cardboard cutout, and it, I, that's my top choice. It's Al Michaels. He's just. But here, he's here's so the legend. thing: when I say I notice it, it's not. It's not, not deterring me from not watching the game. I don't enjoy the game less, but I noticed it. Yeah, yeah. You're you're not the only one. Yeah. There, there was a lot of people jumping on that. I didn't I didn't feel it. All right, Les Snead's talking this morning, and he said a couple of things that made you go, "Wait, did I hear that right?" That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I don't know the right word, Al. That I, It's not excitement. It's not nervousness. It's some, some emotion in that general vicinity of our emotional um, palate as human beings. I'm intrigued intrigued Mm -hmm. i'm intrigued by what the rams might have going next year because i really do think for the first time coming into a season since sean mcveigh's first year i have no idea what this team's going to look like i knew when jeff fisher's team showed up here they're going to suck and they did okay after sean mcveigh's first season i knew they're gonna be pretty good Mm. and they were until this year and it was awful five and twelve and nothing really came together if you told me right now, Tate Trav, look, I've, I've got my time machine built and it works. I went to the end of next season. They were 6-11 and 11 next year. I'd believe you. Hmm. If you came back and said, hey, Trav, they got it figured out. They're 12-5. and five. It's all good. Won the division. They're back in it. I'd believe you. I don't know what it is. I've never had this with the Rams before. I almost, you know, you listed out. This was... You were mentioning it. You're like, look, I got this long list. By, by the way, go... It's going to take me a minute to find it, but, but I'll find it. But when you find him, hit him because... It kind of hit me like, all right, it's so easy sometimes to just, um, you look at a team's record and you're like, nope, that's what their record is. No, I don't want to hear the excuses. I I just saw my note for the guy that went broke on exotic snakes. You want to go over that again? (laughs) (laughs) That's in there, huh? Here it is. I got it. So just using it as an example, when when people, when you look at a record, like if, if I right now, I use the Lakers standings, they're 20 and 25. They are. That is what they are. But I could give you a little bit more context and say, hey- um, this is what happened, this happened, that happened. 
You had the Rams' excuses, as you called them, listed down. The, in no particular order, okay. right? Because I think some of these are more meaningful than others, but in no particular order. They basically had no draft picks to restock their cupboard other than the number two pick, and he played zero snaps because mm-hmm. he got hurt in training camp. They never let Matthew Stafford throw during the offseason, so he's never able to develop any sort of rapport with Allen Robinson at all. Logan Bruss, as I mentioned, their first pick, second-round pick, who was projected to probably be a starter at right guard and he certainly would have played a ton this year because of all the problems they had on the offensive line he didn't play a single snap they had seven coaches leave the staff from the Super Bowl and go somewhere else they basically had the shortest offseason of any team in the league other than Cincinnati because they played deeper into the season than anybody else they had 13 different offensive lines start a game 17 that might be the most important one 13 different offensive Mm -hmm. lines Allen Robinson, I, I would love for you to say, Trav, you were wrong about this, but I don't think I am. Allen Robinson was a complete bust. It just didn't work. Robert Woods was much better than Allen mm. Robinson. They took a huge downgrade at an important position. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Donald all missed a giant chunk of the season. Yep. Not just a game here and there, mm-hmm. huge percentages of the season. They had four different starting quarterbacks. Four. Okay, there's only 17 games. They played four different starting quarterbacks, and they had the toughest schedule in the league. All of those things happened last year. That's a lot of things. That's kind of my point when you say, and I'm, I, I, I will stay on this. I don't know what the Rams are going to be next year as well, but I think there's a lot between now and then that whatever we think the team's going to look like, it might look completely different. It might, they might restructure some stuff. They might just say, hey, let's just bring back our players and if we're healthy we're fine and we're going to roll the dice again I don't know what that's going to look like but those are legitimate now did you think that's going to equal five wins well maybe in the NFL when you have that many things go your way it does equal five wins and the wins that they got none of them were really impressive none of them were against good teams or any of that stuff um that is kind of the Rams season in a nutshell well like and I heard well the, the Niners are playing their third quarterback they are but they had every other thing be okay, right? They had a great offensive line. Their best defensive players played the whole season. Traded for Christian they McCaffrey. Traded for Christian McCaffrey. The draft. They, they're just. It's not just the one thing. It's all of those things. Which brings me to this: Rams general manager Les Snead. Mm-hmm. All things are in play with us. That's a quote uh, from Jordan Rodriguez in the Athletic. Uh, he also used the word remodel a few times. Did not use the word rebuild intentionally. Not using that. It's a remodel. But. <laughs> This kind of goes back to what we were talking about with DeMarco a minute ago with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and, and pick some Allen Robinson. They're, they're Bobby Wagner. There are some big names that I think you could say if they started next season in a different uniform, I wouldn't be shocked. And when I hear all things are in play with us, that's what that means to me. Hmm. That maybe you move in the draft, that you move, but and again, I'm just spitballing here. You move Jalen Ramsey, and now all of a sudden you're in the first round for the first time in a long time. Or you move Bobby Wagner, and you're back into the first round. Or you get a couple of other players less expensive and cover a couple of different needs. All things in play with us. What he's not saying is what I just did, which is, look, we had a hundred things go wrong. We just need half of those things to break our way, and we'll be all right. All things are in play means all things are in play. Well, I'm going to go back to this, too. You know, when the conversation about – Aaron Donald, um, that we don't feel like Aaron Donald's going to go anywhere, and we feel that because Sean McVay came back. I think a lot of this also has to do with Sean McVay. Sean McVay, uh, you cannot tell me that he's having such a difficult time making a decision of whether he wants to stay with the Rams or not. And then he gets into a meeting with Les Snead, and the conversation is, 
hey, we're going to really just kind of start over. And then Sean McVay says, that sounds great. I was waiting for you to say that. Let's move forward. You know, like that doesn't seem yeah. like that would fit either of those two personalities. No. Now that doesn't mean. But at the same time, Al, it, it you can't just do what they've been doing forever. So here's what I was going to say. That doesn't mean that you come back in with the same exact game plan. Right. You could do things a little bit different. Now you might take risks that you weren't taking before. Now you might, like you say, this is somebody that helped us win a Super Bowl. We got the best out of that person. We're moving on. They could the the remodel. That's interesting. I have not heard that in. Have you heard that in in sports? Like the terminology, the terminology eh, of it. It doesn't ring a bell if I have. Rebuild sounds like you're Boom, the San Antonio Spurs, you're the Houston Rockets, you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm talking about like you're basically completely starting over. Remodel is. No, here's what we're doing. We're taking down this wall, and then we're remodeling the kitchen, and then we're this. You're looking at it across the street. They keep trying to remodel, Mm -hmm. right? We're we're not going to not – we love the kitchen. It's LeBron James. We love the master bedroom, Anthony Davis. We're going to keep remodeling the rest of the house. We're going to – I don't like that couch. Get rid of that couch. Hey, you know, those wall wall treatments, eh, I don't love those. Let's let's move those on. And you keep doing it. And I'm not saying it can't work because we've seen it work. The Rams did it to a Super Bowl, but – it's a lot harder to just kind of change some things around the edges and really make a big difference as opposed to, look, we're just going to try something entirely different. I, w- I want to put this out there, can too. It, can, I use, can I use a time frame as an example? When you do a remodel, it be, okay, that takes about three months. It's kind of a quick fix, Yeah. right? We, we, don't, we might not have the resources to do what we ultimately really would like to do um, because if we did a, hey, we're knocking this thing down and we're starting over, that's going to take two years. We got to go get permits and engineers got to come out. There is kind of a, it's 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 a good terminology because it I is. think it does give a, a good example. Have you ever painted your house, not the exterior, but like do you, you change the color of the paint in a room? Yeah. How often have you been like six months later? You know what? That was, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, that, I'm what the hell? We painted that room blue? Like, what the hell were we thinking? That looks stupid. Put it back to beige. That looks a much better way of doing it. Um, the other part, too, that you look at with this is the McVeigh thing that you've brought it up a couple of times. That is a question that's going to keep getting answered every single season. Mm-hmm. Every single season that he's here is going to be a, okay, well, you won the Super Bowl again. You leaving? No, I don't know. Hey, another tough year. You missed the playoffs. You leaving? That's going to affect players. That's going to affect draft picks because if you're constantly trying to, well, we just got to make sure he stays another year. I'm not saying he's got to tell us, but hopefully the people in the building have a good answer on what his timeline looks like. Is Because if, if it's year to year, you're approaching it very different than, guys, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to figure out a way to do this a little differently, and I'm going to be here through the end of my contract. That's a different thing mm. than year to year. The other part of it is, and I'm not saying you trade Aaron Donald. I'm not saying that you go out there and say fire sale on Bobby Wagner or anything like that. You know who was always really good at get rid of a guy a year early than a year late? The Pats. The only mm. guy that they hung on to through that whole run was the quarterback. Every, Richard Seymour goes somewhere yep. else. Willie McGinnis goes somewhere else. All of these guys, Ty Law, like these guys that were incredibly important parts of what it is that they were doing. We talk about it all the time. Tom Brady never really had a weapon other than 
Randy Moss and, and Gronkowski, all the other pieces were constantly coming in and out. They never married themselves to one guy. That That's when you feel – I mean, that's when you're running a franchise. I, and we use this – And it's as ruthless, a, we, but it works. But we use this as an analogy, and it, it's actually the perfect way to, to do it. Uh, it's nothing personal. It's just business. And there are companies that run that way, and there are companies that say, hey, this person's getting too expensive. However, do you remember when that person cost this much – who got him to this point? Now another company is trying to take him away for X amount of dollars. Guys, we have a we we have our system is in place. Our we can make another one of those. That's mm-hmm. what the Patriots used to do, right? The or Dodgers, still, the Dodgers did 100%, it for twenty years, still doing it, yeah. right? Like there's that's when you have the best run company organization when you pay the guys that. Um, or by the time they get too expensive, you're confident enough to say, I don't have to pay him that money. I got somebody else I could break through. And the you got to you you have to be so cold blooded, and you got to earn the trust of the fans. Because if you just turned around and traded Aaron Donald, it would be like, what the hell is happening? What do you mean you're? Tr- He's the best player in the league. It's like, hold on. And, and I'm speaking from personal experience. When the Dodgers traded Steve Garvey, I was devastated. Mm. How can you get rid of Steve? Steve Garvey's the greatest Dodger of all time. How dare He's still good. Why are you getting rid of him? And he was still good. And he went to San Diego, and he was good for like one and a half more seasons. Hmm. But they got stuff for him. This is what the it's tough, and you got to trust the people that are doing it, and they got to give you a track record that this is the right way to do it. And we don't know what the Rams so far. I'll go back to this: Sean McVay doesn't come back unless he feels comfortable with, with what they're doing. And if they got to make ruthless moves, I wouldn't be surprised or shocked that they make them. I wouldn't. It's a great question. I don't know. I don't know. Aaron Donald is closer to the end than he is to the beginning. And that would be the most ruthless move of all. He, to me, would be the exception to the rule. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I don't either, but if you were being just super spreadsheety, calculating, cold-blooded, that's the thing that gets you the most coming back. That's the guy that would get you the largest Yeah, return. true. Yeah. Bobby Wagner something, Jalen something, AD, totally different thing. The dump. Coming up next, it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So it's a, it's a it's a thing. We've gone from Staples to Crypto.com Arena, and now the Bank of California Stadium, the bank, is no longer. It's going to be BMO Stadium. BMO yes. that doesn't roll off the tongue quite the way that hey, we're going to go see the uh, we're going to go see LAFC tonight at the bank. That that sounds right. The the Staples might be the toughest one to get over. That so many people still call it Staples Center. Right, the, and crypto.com. Are you still again, doing it? I'm actually I'm because I'm doing every single game. All yeah. this, I'm good. I, I'm doing the crypto.com, and I don't really have a problem with it. But people all the time still say Staples. Yeah, and crypto is not like the smoothest smoothest thing, right? Well, it's because it's not. If it was just crypto, yeah, you want that's why it's crypto.com arena. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a sentence. It's it's like a yeah, full it's not sentence. crypto center. No, it's not it, that. Yeah, the crypt. I mean, Smoothie King Center that doesn't is work the best either. one. That doesn't work great either. <laughs> right? Arco Arena. 
As, even though it was yeah. a glorified high school gym, yeah. rolled off the tongue. Sorry, Taylor. Couldn't In Philadelphia, it's like the link. I mean, right. just, still taking shots at the Kings. Can't do anything. Comes after. By the way, you know what I don't like is that Greg just walked in here. And I'm in completely King's gear, and he says nothing, and he walks out well, as if like this is my own. <laughs> my own. Have I worn it that often well, to where it has become say, normal? You wear it once a week. <laughs> it's, it's like we all. How have did they routine? play four games in like a month? <laughs> they kind of did. You're finally off the hook, right? You're, yeah, you're good to go. You make sure that you launder that before you return it to Taylor. Uh, it was today in the year 2000, January 19th, 2000. That sounded like Conan O'Brien. In the year 2000, uh, Michael Jordan led the Bulls to championship number six. He or Six-time NBA champion Michael Jordan returned to the NBA. He yep. went to the Washington Wizards, part owner, president of basketball ops, um, overseeing the entire team right there. That's one of those few things. Like If you found 100 people and said, what's the first thing you think of with Michael Jordan? Everybody's saying the Bulls and winning, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. But the his, shot, the final it, shot. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think of is Bulls related. Mm-hmm. His time with the Wizards was not bad. They didn't make a bunch of playoff runs. He was still a really good player at that point in his life. I'm trying to look this up because I sometimes, and I've done this before because of Braun, so I'm trying to look at, okay, what were other players doing at this stage of their career? Mm-hmm. You're right. I've looked at those, and I'm like, that's those aren't. That's not a bad line for Jordan. Not at all. I right, look first year he was there for two seasons, twenty three points a game, almost six rebounds, five assists. Yeah, that's a really that's good a NBA really player. All right, his final year playing, and this is at age thirty nine, uh, twenty points, six rebounds, four assists. It's fantastic. Yes, and by the way. That's when his age 39 season. Mm-hmm. LeBron's in his age 38 season and d- smashing those numbers. I know. And and did not have extended breaks in that time. Le- uh, Jordan took a break to play baseball. Right. Jordan took a break where he had retired from the Bulls. For three after years, that. basically. Th- right. right. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit of time. Now, it could go either way. You could put on weight and get slow and all those things. But Jordan didn't really do that. But LeBron never really stopped and... What did you say? He averaged 20 points his 40-year-old season? What's LeBron averaging, like 28? Yeah. LeBron is literally basically a triple-double every single night, or at least flirting with a triple-double. Last night was last night was 32-9-8. and eight. He's 29.8 points per game. So 30. 8.4 rebounds per game. 38 and? 7 assists. 38 and 7. Average. Actually, you know what? Funches sent me this. I think it was 2010 is when he won the MVP, something like that. It's somebody had put this up on Twitter, NBA Central, whatever it was, and they were comparing his stats today to his MVP season. Trev, they're basically the same. It, yeah. Bas- and I'm not telling you it's ideal because everybody wishes Anthony Davis was there every night and Bron didn't have to have the workload. But that's not the case, and Braun is having those types of numbers at this stage of his career. It, it, there is some context to this, there is to everything. It's not quite the same way that it used to be, but the numbers are still the same. Mm-hmm. Like it's more stops and starts. That sure. L- last night, and it comes back to what we were talking about today. He was one for seven in the fourth quarter because they're just riding him like crazy. Thirty-seven minutes last night, which is mm-hmm. kind of where he is. Mm-hmm. And Darvin just what, what 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 are the options? It's my only chance to win a game. But they're not Do you know the best comp to that is, let's say you, how long did you play pickleball yesterday? About hour a buck 20? 20. Okay. You in the final 20 minutes compared I, to the first hour? Is so, that not? 
Oh, oh yeah. What more of an example do you need? So we played for about an hour, and he's and my buddy Brad's like, "You want to play one more?" I'm like, "Yes, I do, but I need to sit down for five minutes." <laughs> and so, does we, that help? I almost feel it, like you tighten up like crazy. It was a mistake. <laughs> I probably should have, but I, I needed to catch my breath. It was one of those. I I can keep going, but we're not going to play. You're just going to serve me off the court. It was not good. Um, it was today in 2002, the Patriots beat the Raider in the tuck rule, right? That was the game where Tom Brady uh, re-pumps the football. Whatever it is. Whatever Every it Raider fan yeah. insists it's a fumble. Every mm-hmm. Patriot fan says, nope, the rule was interpreted correctly. You guys can fight that out from here to eternity. Fumble. I think I think so, too. Yeah, fumble. The, the Raiders, that, that was kind of the turning point in the entire Raider evolution from where the Raiders were still a pretty good team to they were not. And turning the evolution the other way. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um do you remember the worst loss of your sports fandom, the one that just – I can't believe that just happened? Because for Raider fans, that has yeah. to be on the really short list. I'm going to put the Chargers ones to the side. We'll Is that not alone. the one that you think of first? No, you know what I think of first? Lakers had won three championships in a row, and they're in San Antonio. Uh, this is game five. Series is tied to a piece. Whoever wins game five is probably going to win the series. They had won three in a row, three in a row already. Lakers went down 25 on the road to San Antonio. They came all the way back. And Lakers have the ball, kind of final possession of the game. They're down two. Whose hands did it end up with? The man that hits all these big shots? Robert Ory gets the ball in motion for a three. Lakers down two. Spins in and spins out. Mm. They were down 25. And then the next game, Lakers got crushed at, at the time, was it Staples, got crushed, and that was it. It was the first time they lost after winning those three in a row. That was one of those, because I also had buddies who were watching who hated the Lakers and were just poking at me. <laughs> That's a good one. I remember Tom Needenfuer, Tommy Lasorda letting Tom Needenfuer pick to Jack Clark, 1985 NLCS. Jack Clark was the only guy on that Cardinal team that could hit the ball out of the ball. He was the only guy on the team that could hit the ball out of the ballpark Needenfewer was a human gas can at this point. He's just giving up rockets all over the place. Tommy walks out there. You're like, okay, he's going to take Needenfewer out. Or hey, we're going to put four, put him on first base. Pitches to Jack Clark, who hits it halfway up the pavilion in left field. Home run. Dodgers lose. And, and that was the first time I remember saying, you've, you've got to be kidding me. This was so incredibly avoidable. How did this happen? Dodgers have had, I mean, think about it. Even the last 10 years... Had moments. Had a few. They've had a few. It happens when it happens when Nationals. you're young. It certainly hurts a yeah. little bit more. This is bizarre. I know okay. we don't. We haven't talked a lot about this. Live golf is that rival golf league that's yep. kind of fledgling, but Backed they've got Saudi more Arabia. money than yep. they know what to do with because the Saudis are. They're not trying to make money. They're just have it out there because they're trying to sports wash. Right. They got a TV deal with the CW. Emily, you and I looked at the rundown of things on the CW. What here are the here are the things on the CW as we okay. speak. So one of them is reruns of Gilmore Girls, which is why I'm playing the Gilmore Girls theme theme song. Under this, another one is what uh, uh, funniest animals? Like- World's funniest animals. I believe there's one day where they play six episodes in a row. Yes, there is. There's Kung Fu. 
Yes. Um, there is uh, the Vampire Diaries. Of that's course. On CW. There is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a lot of sure. vampire that's a big things. One. There, it's 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 teeny bopper girl shows, and then Saudi and, and, and then live. live golf, Saudi golf in between reruns of the Gilmore Girls. That should be a, a wonderful combination of, of programming. Because at, at the end of the day, if you don't have a television product that people want to consume, you don't have a league. Right, they, they, at the end of yeah. it, you can't you put it be between on TV or it's not for real. What were what they if, on? But what if you're on TV between World's Funniest Animals episodes? In the end, isn't it just <laughs> saying we're on TV? We don't care if we're I on guess. between Vampire Diaries and Riverdale. It's like well, you strike me as a Riverdale guy. Oh, mate. big Riverdale guy, big Riverdale. I mean, all those shows. They um, so they were streaming before on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. So they're doing that. Why don't they just kind of keep the streaming service? Not no, like... because they were streaming on Facebook. It doesn't even count, does it? It doesn't. It's like YouTube Facebook would. Watch was showing the tournaments. Oh, well, and YouTube. I was right. There was it was on, oh, YouTube, on YouTube as well. But the whole like, concept of this cockamamie league yeah. is they have teams, and they were going to sell the teams. Like the Dustin Johnson team would be sold to Ford, and the mm-hmm. Brooks mm-hmm. Kepka team would be sold to Chevrolet. And right, you, right, to, right nobody's buying it because it's not on anywhere. Yeah, you, true. They, and the views they were getting not on anymore. YouTube. Not anymore. No. CW. The views they were getting on YouTube were in the tens of thousands. Mm. Okay, tens of thousands. You can, there's no business for in Ford tens of thousands, in tens yeah. of thousands. you got to do it. It's terrific. I just love that that's... that's and by the fun. way, your customer for Gilmore Girls, I don't have a, a great crossover for your customer for no, Saudi Golf League. Definitely does not overlap. Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Definitely <laughs> doesn't overlap. I haven't said that in so long. I, I did like that show. I love that show. Yeah. It was a great show. I, it was a very, very I feel good like it was on all the time when I was a teenager. Well, they had like three shows, and they just loop them. Yep. <laughs> they still kind of do. Still a little super cross talk. That's I want to ask one. you guys. You. I'm, I'm, I'm really? You're fired up. Did the tranquilizers wear off? Yes, they wore off. My back is fine. No more muscle relax. I'm ready to go. What did they give you? I don't remember. Alma Gunnan. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good the one. one. Have that's you tried the that brand. one? That's the one. So we were talking. We were talking about Vicodin yesterday, a couple days ago. Yeah, you, were, yesterday. Yesterday. you were on the bike. I, I have been on the bike. I'm not yeah. currently on the bike. Okay, good, okay. good. But I. There's that. Yep. And then there's the muscle relaxer ride. That's a far more. Well, that's what you were on, imp- right? Yeah, it's uh, it, I don't the name thing. Of it, but it's what Trev. What movie do you think of when you hear the term muscle relaxer? Uh, there's two. There's the 16 candles. That's the one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, where that's the the, one the bride gets the trinket. She's marrying the oily bohunk. <laughs> yes. yes. And then the other one was when Will Ferrell gets shot in the neck oh, with yeah. a dart in old school. Oh, yeah. That's oh right. yeah. That's I right. Never <laughs> 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 You're false. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> um, we were talking about it a second ago. Today's the day of the tuck rule, right? Yeah. The the the, the uh, Raiders the and the correct Pats. call. <laughs> sure, if you're this not is, a Raider fan, John, I have a feeling you probably feel differently. One of the worst calls in the history in the. I'm serious. One of the I worst calls them. in the history in the NFL. Called by the rule book. The rule was. Later you're both changed, right, but that's, that's what the what's rule so crazy that it was by any reasonable measure it was a fumble except for by the letter of the law in the book it wasn't it's a it's a stupid thing i was asking him it was the equivalent of getting a speeding ticket for going 56 miles an hour yes which by the letter of the law is Is speeding is speeding you can do it if you want to Raider fans still arguably one of the worst moments in their sports life in a moment as uh you two would say for me it was jack clark taking Tom Needham fewer deep in 1985. Mm. The first time I remember just having your guts ripped out as a mm. sports fan. For Al, it was an Ori shot in the Western Conference Finals rimming out. Do you guys have that, that first time you remember, like, I can't believe it ended like this? 
Hmm. Um, I think Lakers I'm- Celtics eighty four. Um, we won. The Lakers won their three games by an average of seventeen points a game. The Celtics won their four games by an average of six points a game. Ugh. So we just boat raced them in three of the games, and the other games were really close. And they'd get some bounce or mm. Bird would make a play, and then it gets to Game Seven, and we get no calls and we lose. And I, I will go to my grave thinking that the '84 Lakers were way better than the '84 <laughs> Celtics. So they came back and beat them in '85. Right. What was? Where was that game? Where was Boston? Games, it was Game, game Seven was, was in Boston, but. Uh, and in uh, that was the year that Rambus got clotheslined. It was just a really weird series. Two shots, yeah, yeah. Uh, two foul shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. not so, even a technical. So I know. For me, for me, I grew up a, a Rams fan in Ohio, and I remember we find. And my my dad was a Cowboys fan. My mom was a Steelers fan. My brother was a Raiders fan. They were all going to the Super Bowl, right? And and winning Super Bowls. So for me, they finally get there in the '79 season. It's yeah. the 1980 Super Bowl at the Rose Bowl. They, I want to say they're ahead going to the fourth quarter. Ahead going to the fourth quarter, and uh, they found a way to lose that game. So that was probably it for me. That's kind of the beginning of when you start to care about this stuff, right? Yeah, that's like true. you're kind of invested. Yeah. In it. It's only when you get your guts ripped out that's yes. like, I really probably like care 12, about this. Thirteen. That's the right time. Like that. I remember yeah. I had a, a light bulb go off when uh, a friend of mine's dad took us to a Dodger game once. So it was. My buddy, his younger brother, me, and this guy's dad. And the Dodgers had the tying run on third and the winning run on second with no outs. And three guys in a row struck out, and they lost. And we were just, we were kids. We were, you know, young. We were steaming. Like, we couldn't believe how mad we were. And finally, the guy's dad just had, in what was a light bulb moment for me, looks at the three of us and goes, what is wrong with you three? (laughs) Nothing happened to you, <laughs> right? How right. do you think but that's they, not true? How do you think they feel? They want to win more than you do. And I go, that's not possible. Yeah, I don't think it's that's exactly yeah. right. It just so, happened to us. So what have I never seen, John, in my life that I want to? No say? hitter, no hitter. So uh, bat boy mm. for the Toledo Mudhens. My roommate was a guy named Ray Smith when we went on the road. Uh, catcher, actually from Oceanside. And the Bat Boys went on the road. Yes, yes, That's awesome. Uh, and Dave Rigetti <laughs> was the starting pitcher. Oh wow! So Dave Rigetti uh, had a no hitter going to the top of the ninth. We were in Toledo, um, and uh, Ray Smith was the batter, and Ray chopped a ball off of home plate. So here I am. I'm kind of rooting for the no hitter, right? I've always wanted to see that history, even when I was a kid. Ray chops the ball into home plate, straight up in the air. And by the time it comes down, Ray is He's at first, first base. base. And that's the end of the no-hit. Nobody could hit Rigetti that night. Nobody. That was the hardest hit ball of the night, directly into home plate oh and straight God. up in the air. <laughs> I've seen one. You've seen I've a seen, no-hitter? I've seen a no-hitter in person in the major leagues. Who was it? It's, it's You're going to be like, oh, Kent Merker. Kent wasn't Merker. that a perfect game? No, it was oh. a no. It was a no hit okay. game. Is against the Dodgers. Yep. He was pitching for the Braves, mm. and they were kill. It was it was like eight to nothing. Right, one of those sorts of things. And my girlfriend, now wife at the time, it, it's eight to nothing in the seventh or eighth, and she's like, "Can we get out of here? This right. kind of sure. sucks." And I'm like, "No, we, not, <laughs> not, not 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 yet. We can't." She's like, yeah. "Why?" I'm like, "Just not yet." And we're sitting there, and then you get to the top of the or the bottom of the ninth inning. It's at Dodger Stadium, and Merker's out there, and all of a sudden, 
most of the people in the stadium are on their feet. They're kind of rooting for it. Sure. But like you're saying, I you, you, you want to see it. And I saw Kent Merkert, and it's like, okay, now we can go. And it wasn't Tom Glavin. It wasn't Greg Maddox. It wasn't John Smoltz. It was Kent Merker, who was like yeah. the fourth pitcher. So I don't think I'll ever top this. Do you guys remember Mike Scott from the Astros? Oh, yeah. He lives in my neighborhood. He used okay. to like oh, does he? Scuff, yeah. Didn't he used yeah. to scuff the ball? Didn't yeah. you? So I, have you ever asked him? I have not asked him, yeah. but I've okay. heard he's a big so, come up. Yeah. 1986, I'm working in Beaumont, Texas, which which is about 80 miles outside of Houston. And we would go in about once a homestand to go to Astro games because everybody in our market watched the Astros. So Astros to had, work or for fun? To, for work. Okay. We'd go do a story. We'd, yeah, do, yeah. we'd interview like 10 guys. We'd run it all week. Okay. You know, we'd have stuff in the can for all week. So I would, you know, it, we'd get a lot out of these trips. So my news director calls me and he goes, hey, uh, Astros could clinch the pennant tomorrow night, right? And I, and I, I go, yeah. And he goes, and Mike Scott's pitching? And, he, and I go, yeah. He goes, you guys need to go. He goes, just in case. He goes, you know, we can, we can milk that for two weeks if it happens. Sure enough, we go. Uh, Mike Scott is unhittable. They can't get him. He throws a no-hitter on the night they clinch the penalty. No wow. way. Wow. Yeah, so a no-hitter and then the Astros never won the division ever. And then that was the team that went on to play the Mets. Oh, that wild game. In that oh, series. That yeah, like a 15, 16 we went, game. Yeah, we went, like to every, we went to every game. 6, 6 86. We yeah. went to every game of that series, including the oh, ones in New great. York. Wow. And um, they ended up losing in 17 innings in game six. That's right. Oof. Yeah. And, but it just, uh, I don't think I'll ever see a no-hitter on the night that you clinch a pennant ever. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever happened. No. Before do you, that, do you know off top and how many how many no hitters do the Dodgers have? Do you have any idea in their history? In their history, I'm totally guessing. My yeah. guess would be about ten or twelve. No, no more. more. I, think I, think, I think it's more than that. Probably about twenty five. So. You think yeah, it's, well? Koufax had think. four, yeah. so okay, right? Koufax four, Kershaw one, Kevin Gross Kevin threw Gross, one, Ramon Martinez, Ramon Martinez threw Hideo one, Nomo, Nomo threw one. So they got a handful. They got a handful. So that's that's but that's only eight. Uh huh. But the Dry, Google, let's say Drysdale had a couple. That's ten. It's probably not twenty. So the reason why yeah, I'm asking, I think, I think it probably is twenty. But go ahead. There, perfect games. I, I think there's only one. Koufax. Well, did Nomo throw a perfect game? No, no Koufax. Was, I think Koufax is the only no-no one. In okay. So the reason why I'm asking. So Padres had never thrown a no for years. It was the Padres and the Mets until Musgrave did it Musgrove, recently. Right? Musgrove did it recently. Yeah. It was like 2006. You guys remember Chris Young? Sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. Real tall. Six ten yeah. guy. Six ten. Yeah. Right. He runs the Rangers now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so Chris Young, I'm at the game, Petco Park. Petco had just opened a couple of years. He's eight innings in, no hit ball. And this is in front of your crowd that's never seen a no. It's never happened in franchise history. Right. Gets the first out, okay? So now we're two outs away from a no Everybody hitter. on their feet. Yeah, Everybody. Sure. It's And there's actually like real nerves. Again, it's 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 a the franchise has never had a no hitter before. I don't know what the count is. I just remember. Um, you know, sometimes a ball is hit, and you're like, "Yeah, that one's gone." Yeah. Like, there's just there's no reaction to oh, he it lost at all. The, he lost the no he hitter, lost the no hitter in the perfect game. Lost the shutout, lost yeah. everything, gives up a two run homer, and everybody's just standing there like they didn't know what to do, mm. and they never got. And then what, what was it? Fourteen years later, yeah. that they actually end up getting their no hitter. Well, One in Padres history. So I, John, was at a Ramon Martinez. Apologies if you heard the story because we told it yesterday. But uh, I had a stalker <laughs> back this, in the day. Th- by the way, this story is going to sound embellished. It's not. So I had a stalker back in the day. This uh, 
this woman just, strangely female yeah, if she only knew this this woman just would not let me go so uh we were all supposed to take listeners to a dodger game and ramon martinez was pitching and i found out that the stalker lady was going to be there so i said john i can't go to the <laughs> he game. calls me he calls me like 4 30 we're meeting there at like 5 30 he goes i'm not going no i went what are you talking about he goes uh that stalker girl and i we knew her he goes, that stalker girl's going to be there. I, my, my head will explode. I can't go. I go, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> and I might even have said, like, something weird's going to happen. Like, the Dodgers are going to throw a no-hitter. And, you know, blah, blah. Sure enough. Sure enough. Like, Ramon Martinez. Who's Martinez? Yeah, oh, it was so, the stalker's So, to fault. this day, I have a deal with Mason. If there is, and we do it in code, if there is a no-hitter seventh inning or later, yep. I have to text him that there's a special game <laughs> going on and where to watch it. Yep. And if it's a perfect game, I have to text him there is a very, very special, special game oh, okay. yeah. going on. I still do it. Yep. Like, still, like, I get them yeah. a few times a year. Answer the question. 26 perfect games in Dodger history, 13 in, in LA. LA Dodger yeah. history. Okay, but how many no-hitters does it say? Oh, I didn't say it. it's It's one perfect game. 26 no hitters. Okay. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I, I yeah. said that backwards. So but we're in the 13 20s. in LA Dodger history, 13 in, in, Brooklyn. in Brooklyn along the way. Yeah, got it. So, yeah, no, it's, there are those moments that just kind of stick in there forever and ever. John, you mentioned, had, you asked if Al and I, if we'd seen the All Star voting. What, what have okay, we seen? Okay, so they just yet? released the new results from the All Star voting. Austin Rivers in? Austin Reeves moved up. Austin Reeves, yeah. Yeah, he is, he is, he went from eight to seventh. He's right behind Damian Lillard. Wow. <laughs> no way. Where's Westbrook? Fifth. Fifth! And AD and LeBron are one and three. Wow. I mean, it, it just Can goes to show you the if, power of the Lakers. Austin is. Reeves played for the Hornets. Well, this I mean, just, just think about Well, it. this happened to Caruso a few years ago when he played for the Lakers. He was like top ten. Yeah. And he was a role player who came off the bench, like you know, Austin. I don't even know how to vote for the All-Star game. Do you, do you go online? Yeah, you go NBA, to NBA.com. NBA. Do we know anybody vote. who's gone online and actually taken the – I mean, obviously, I people not. do Well, it. there are certain days I'll do a better job of – it doesn't sound like I need to because the <laughs> Lakers are getting yeah, all the votes. But they need no help. There are certain days, like, they, they call them triple days, like your vote counts triple. Oh, oh okay. So that's the day you want to mm. jump in. I, I don't – you guys remember this, that – I have not voted for an all-star team in a long time in anything because you got to do it online. It's yeah. going to make me sound super I used old. to love those. I bet I was, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Mace. Go to a Back Dodger game, day. get five get or six of them, of, yeah. and get like your dad's yeah. keys and yeah. start yeah. punching holes through them. That was terrific. It's awesome. But, I mean, you. what's weird is, you like, Trav, you could figure out the other three if I just – told you who are the other three west all-stars so in the front court lebron and ad are one and three steph, steph is is leading the guards who's okay, the other guard luca ja? luca oh okay right. and then who's the center Jokic. Uh, right yeah. yeah so it's it it all goes to form except when you're talking about the lakers <laughs> yeah you know like anthony davis could have played like two games and people say he's a laker i'm voting for him <laughs> Well, it's a good thing that the record doesn't have anything to do with all-star yeah, voting. They're, they're 20 and 25. I know. Yeah, 20 I and know. 25. Coming on. Are they going to run the tires right off LeBron? I mean, it just it, I, he's been so good. 36 minutes a night. You're playing yeah. nearly I, yeah. 40 minutes a night. Yeah, they need to, though. When he when they take him out, they yeah, just they go into a I, I get it, but they're, they're playing in those minutes, and they're still losing games. It's like the worst of both worlds. But they have no chance to win without him. Yeah. I know. Is the problem. And Do you just take it on the chin some nights and just say, look, we're just going to run up a white flag, and then we're going to fight like hell? On- I don't think they can afford to, man. Trav, even the, ro- even the Rockets to. on a back-to-back, LeBron chose to play. Yeah. Are you wearing a Kings beanie, Everything. too? Kings beanie, oh, Kings Jesus. jersey, Authentic Bibby bobblehead. Go ahead yeah. and do whatever you 
Oh, oh there's that a Bibby bubble. <laughs> Why does Mike Bibby look like a white guy? <laughs> this does not look like Mike Bibby. No, no. Oh, man, that is that, that Mike. looks awful. That yeah, looks like that's... Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mason and I had a bobblehead once. We went to a minor league baseball Shared game. Shared bobblehead. And it was Mason and Ireland. And we're convinced that it doesn't look like either one of us. Just straight off the rack. They just grab. They go. <laughs> just painted <laughs> Mason and Ireland they on did. the base. <laughs> like, I'm going to bring it in one day. I'll, t- yeah. I'll take a picture of it one day and you'll go. Did they just take the old Joe McDonald, Doug Percorian bobblehead? And I do look heavy in that bobblehead. It's like, what the hell? I'm going to leave that one alone. Please do. If the shoe fits. No, 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 it's not not what I was going to say. Yeah, I was just going to. I I chose not to. Yeah, smart. I chose not to. Super Crosstalk is powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what.